Hello and welcome to the Research and Innovation Podcast. I'm Peter Giddens, a lecturer in the Centre for Enterprise and Entrepreneurship Studies. Hello, I'm Dima Rifai. I'm an Associate Professor also in the Centre for Enterprise and Entrepreneurship Studies at Leeds University Business School. Today we're going to be talking about our research on constrained rural entrepreneurship. So we're going to begin by talking about our recent research projects that myself and Dima have been working on. So we've been looking at a research project, looking at how farmers, how hill and upland farmers are adapting to the post-Brexit policy scenario. So with Brexit, there has been significant changes to the UK farm landscape. So we are no longer a beneficiary of the European Union's common agricultural policy and Farming in England is changing. Farmers by the year 2028 will have zero subsidies. Farmers are now having to adapt to the rollout of new subsidies and grants. So typically many farmers are dependent upon European subsidies. So with hill and upland farming businesses, subsidies can comprise as much as 90% of a farmer's annual business income. By 2028, these subsidies are all going. So this is the context of our research. We're looking at how these changes post-Brexit are going to impact our farmers. So UK government has now devised its own domestic agricultural policy and farmers will be paid for the production of public goods and environmental services. So there's a lot of big change to the industry. So we've been engaged in a project that has been centered around looking at how farmers are adapting to these changes. We engaged with various upland and hill farming businesses around different regions of England, interviewing farmers in Yorkshire, Cumbria, and Exmoor National Park. And we've engaged in various interviews with leading agricultural stakeholders from interviewing representatives of the National Farmers Union, the Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board, to the CEO of Rare Breed Survival Trust. And throughout this project, we collected a range of qualitative data to understand just how farmers are adapting to these policy changes. And also we've run a workshop at the University of Leeds Smart Farms. We ran a two-day hybrid event where we brought together key stakeholders from the areas of food, farming and countryside. We brought them together to discuss critical challenges and constraints to farming businesses. Our interest in this project clearly links to uh, this notion around constrained entrepreneurship and recognizing how entrepreneurs act within constraints to achieve changes, positive changes to their communities, to their societies, but also to their own lives and how they act when their actions are conditioned by external constraints. As Peter mentioned, in this case, the reduced subsidies for uh, farmers in light of Brexit and how they can overcome that in order to sustain their lives and sustain their farms. 
And when we think about it, it's not just about rural uh, farming. We're all constrained in a way. All entrepreneurs are constrained in a way, some more than others. So we see the relevance of this project extending to other contexts, facing constraints and trying to understand how entrepreneurs act. Uh, for example, in refugee contexts, ethnic minority contexts, women contexts, gender, or even in, for example, developing economies and in contexts of crisis and uh, political conflict. We hope that the findings that we come across from this project would have application into the wider constrained entrepreneurship research which is currently evolving. And in terms of the actual constraints that are facing farming businesses, these can largely, largely be classified as external constraints, constraints existing in the internal macroeconomic environment. And also we have internal constraints, so constraints at the individual farmer, farm business level. So there's many different external constraints from political constraints facing farmers, such as what happens to the agricultural transition plan, what happens to the rollout of the new environmental land management schemes if we get a change in government, for example. There's economic constraints facing farming businesses too. So as I mentioned earlier, there's a very strong dependency on, on European subsidy support. Now, how are farmers in England going to adapt to the phasing out of the basic payments. Farm profitability is a key issue facing many farmers. In 2018, for example, the average farm business income was just 15 and a half thousand pounds per year. And that's inclusive of subsidy payments, agricultural livestock sales, diversified income and payment from agri-environmental schemes. So there are pressing economic factors facing farmers right now, many social factors in the industry, such as the age of the average farm holder. So four in 10 UK farmers are over the age of 65. There's also implications around age regarding, you know, farmer skill sets. To what extent can farmers learn the new skill sets required in order to participate in these new schemes effectively? Technology can be seen as a, as an opportunity for some farmers to integrate into their businesses, but there's a lot of issues around to what extent farmers, due to their age and due to their skill sets, they can actually implement and adopt these technologies effectively within their farming businesses. So there's many issues there. And building on what Peter just said, we emphasize notions around entrepreneurial agency as well. So we don't see the farmers as being victims of the constraints they are facing. We see them as active agents who are able to act proactively and consciously to uh, create a space where they can create growth and success within their farms and have some sort of immunity against the constraints that they are facing. So, so in terms of some of our findings from our research, so we have looked at the the constraints facing farmers as they adapt towards the new environmental land management schemes and also some of the constraints associated with the UK's agricultural sector in terms of meeting net zero initiatives. There are many constraints, but we do acknowledge that there are 
opportunities as well, entrepreneurial opportunities for farmers in terms of them achieving net zero. So if farmers can increase their productivity, then this helps farmers to reduce their farm inputs. So if farmers can farm with less inputs, then this has a positive environmental contribution. Lots of the new options under the environmental land management schemes too. So these offer economic incentives for farmers to engage in more pro environmental farming behaviors. There's also positive environmental contributions here. So there are opportunities as well as constraints. Relating to Peter's notes around the different type of support offered to farmers, we're not thinking about a one size fits all solution. We do look at farmers as having specificities and uniqueness, and we try to bring that in a clearer way. So we see farmers building on their specific aspects, on their unique aspects, which might be related to their skills, to their knowledge, to their expertise. But at the same time, it might be related to their heritage, their legacies, their culture, or sometimes their ability to exploit advantages within the external context as the technological advancements, for example. So each farmer evolves in a different way. And we try to bring that about in our exploration of agency as well and how they act proactively to gain a decent and valuable living. And just building on that, we we don't view farmers as a homogeneous group. We view them as a heterogeneous group. So we can think about farmers in different ways. There are, for example, environmentally conscious farmers. And these types of farmers are actively influenced by pro environmental behavior and these types of farmers will be readily embracing the rollout of new environmental schemes. There are other types of farmers too, which is entrepreneurial farmers who will do anything to add value to their farming businesses. Or there are more traditionalist types of farmers and these traditionalist types of farmers do arguably dominate a large part of the farming landscape and although they might not necessarily run the most productive businesses. And although they might not engage in the most environmentally conscious activities, they do exhibit a huge amount of social good. So a key challenge for rural policymakers is creating schemes which are inclusive of the wide variety of different farming types and styles and practices. So potential policy recommendation that we are working on in our research is, you know, how do we sustain some of the social good, which is produced by these types of farmers. There are a lot of heritage and cultural practices, which traditional farmers engage in, such as using vintage machinery or having hefted flocks and using working dogs, for example, these are very culturally important activities, but they're not necessarily the most productive. So they could be an opportunity here, perhaps through the environmental land management schemes to incorporate more around sustaining social sustainability as opposed to purely environmental sustainability. We acknowledge that tailored solutions will place more burdens on policy makers, but we are confident that the values will outweigh those burdens on the long term. 
uh, and we think that uh, offering more tailored solutions to the farmers will help the government and the policymakers to harness the, the value from the rural sector in a more efficient way, rather than looking at it as a homogeneous way of tackling the, the problems, the current problems, without offering that sort of flexibility to the farmers to work around what works best for them and their entrepreneurial endeavors. Building on our interest in rural entrepreneurship, we see the relevance of this field of research at a global level. So we're not just focusing on the UK context. We are currently looking at other contexts like Jordan, facing environmental challenges and how those might be tackled and how our global focus might have relevance and uh, fit within the rural entrepreneurship research broadly. Yes, exactly. So. I've also been carrying out some research looking at constrained rural entrepreneurship in the South African context too, but we have to acknowledge here that when taking a regional approach or looking at different geographical contexts, there are different contextual challenges. Farmers are operating in different ways. Farmers in the UK are very different to farmers in Sub-Saharan Africa. So thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to find out any more about this research, our contact details are in the episode show notes. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye.